Today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. When you're in the season of divine acceleration, you will experience more and more suddenlies in your life than you've ever experienced before. A supernatural surge, a supernatural moving forward. Expect this, talk about it, and continually praise God in advance for it. And I think you ought to start right now. basic principle that you have learned that you better keep it close by is what comes out of your mouth. That's, that's about as basic as it gets. In fact, you can't even receive salvation without words. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Your eternal destiny is based on words coming out of your mouth. So what makes you think that your words don't have an effect on the things here in the earth? Some of you just turned me off. <laughs> Continue in the things which thou hast learned. Now, if you haven't learned anything, oh, you're in trouble. But it's not too late. Amen. Not too late. You can load up. Amen. Amen. Turn CNN off. I lost my crowd again. Let me try over here. Turn CNN off. And get in the book. Get in the Bible. Amen. Are you still here? So notice he says, even though perilous times shall come. Where did I leave that in the book again? Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you came. Praise God. I'd be lost without you. In perilous times, Paul said, continue in the things which you have learned. Now, the message translation says, don't let it phase you. Stick with what you've learned and believed. How many of you can truthfully say, that everything that's going on around us right now hasn't phased you. Not many Christians can say that. In fact, I heard someone say, every time I watch CNN, it depresses me. I said, well, didn't you hear the story about the man that went to the doctor and said, Doc, every time I raise my arm up like this, it hurts so bad. And the doctor said, well, don't do that. <laughs> Amen. Just simply don't do that. Well, if CNN depresses you, turn it off. Amen. Amen. If picking up that newspaper every day depresses you, then don't pick it up every day. Amen. Amen. Don't let it phase you. Stick with what you've learned and believed. Another translation says, advance in strength with truth. Advance in strength with truth. It's much like what Jesus told his disciples when they asked him, show us and tell us signs of the end. And the first thing he said to them was this, 
Let no man deceive you. Let no man deceive you. That says to me that when we are rapidly approaching the end, that more and more deception will be in the earth like we've never seen before. And it's already happening, folks. In fact, Mr. Trump has called it fake news. And it's running rampant. Let no man deceive you. And then he went on to talk about all the, all the uh, uh, things that would be taking place, all the disorder, all the chaos. And then he makes this statement in verse 6. See that you be not troubled. See that you be not troubled. Now, if you read all that he said, it was nothing but trouble. But he said, see that you be not troubled. So that says to me, we can live in a troubled world and yet not be troubled. How many of you have decided to do that? I mean, we live in a, in a troubled world right now, but you don't have to be troubled. You can, you can march to the beat of a different drummer, praise God. You don't have to follow the crowd. You don't have to be like them. Amen. Let them call us weird. Let them call us strange. Let them call us peculiar. I like that one better. I'm peculiar. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm peculiar. You know what that means in little Greek? God's special treasure. We are a peculiar people. God's special treasure. Go ahead and touch me. It'll be all right. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, did you know I'm God's special treasure? Peculiar in the writings of the Apostle Peter does not mean weird. God's special treasure. Her father, her father used to tell me every time we'd leave, Jerry, be sure and be peculiar. I'd say, okay, I'm peculiar. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm peculiar. Can you tell? <laughs> so what is Jesus telling us? It's possible to live in a world filled with trouble and yet not be troubled by it. Now, Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 and 2 says this. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But, don't leave out the but. <laughs> Amen. But, see what follows but changes things. Where, our, where we're concerned, darkness will cover the earth. Gross darkness the people. But, the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. I heard the Lord say this to me. When the world is getting darker and darker, the church will get brighter and brighter. The glory will be seen upon us and they will be attracted to it. We came out of a meeting a number of years ago and it was just one of those Holy Ghost services. I'm telling you, power of God was so strong in there. And by the time we got out of that service, I was drained. 
And I got in my car and Carolyn said, get over on the other side, you're not driving. I said, why not? She said, you're, you, you're not, you'll, you'll wind up going in circles in the parking lot. <laughs> and she made me move over and she drove. She said, now I'm gonna stop at a convenience store like a 7-Eleven and get some milk and some eggs before we go home so we'll have it in the morning. I said, okay. So we pulled up in front of this 7-Eleven. And you know, it's all glass in the front. You can see the whole inside of the store. And so I opened the door to get out. She said, no, just sit here. I'll go get it. I said, no, I'm fine. And I opened the door and walked in. There was a man standing behind the counter and another man standing in front of him. And I noticed as I walked by them, and I just said hello, that the man who was facing the man behind the counter had a Playboy magazine in his hand, looking through it. So I just walked over to the refrigerator section to get the milk and the eggs. And when I came back, I laid them on the counter, and I reached to get my billfold to pay for it. And when I turned like this to get my billfold, I'm looking at this man eyeball to eyeball. He dropped that magazine, fell to the floor, and said, my God, who are you? Pray for me. I didn't say a word to him. I didn't have a sign on me that said, I'm a preacher and you're a sinner. Fall down on your knees before me. I didn't say anything to this man. He just dropped that magazine, fell on his knees, and began to uh, ask me to pray for him, and, and broke out into tears. So I just knelt down there and prayed for him, led him to the Lord. Okay, and then I got back up and the man behind the counter said, me too, me too, me too. I prayed for him. Now, if anybody, if anybody had been walking by, they could have claimed it was a robbery. Both men are on the floor. People could see in there. I walked out and Carolyn had this look on her face. I said, I told her what had happened. I said, Lord, what just happened? He said, they saw the glory on you. And it's going to attract people, people that are lost, people that need God in their lives. I was walking through a mall in Southern California. I just finished some meetings. My wife and my daughters were both with me. And they wanted to go to a mall the day we had off. I, I really didn't want to go. I was just going to stay in the hotel. They said, no, daddy, come go with us, which meant you're buying. Okay. So is that the way your daddy is? Oh, yeah. And uh, so I, I went to the mall with them. Now, I had on, I, I, I was dressed real casual. I was just going to hang out in the hotel that day. I had on a pair of shorts and a, and a t-shirt and, and some tennis shoes, you know? They said, Daddy, you can go like that. This is California. Everybody dresses like that. Well, I didn't want to go out like that, but they said, Daddy, don't change into something fancy. Just go like you are. So they talked me into it. So I, I said, no, when we get there, you girls can go shopping, and when you need me, call me, and I'll come and pay for whatever you buy. But I'm just going to walk down the mall. 
And until I hear from you, I'm just going to be walking. And why don't we meet at this restaurant down at the end that we like to eat at? They said, okay. So I'm walking down the mall. And I'm just kind of window shopping. And I'm walking down here. And I see something interesting over here. And I walk over to this window. And I look at it for a while. And then I start back down the mall. And then I see something over here. And I walk over here. And I look at it for a while. And I just kept zigzagging through the mall. In a little while, I heard somebody behind me, way back behind me, running, running. And they grabbed my shoulder, grabbed me from behind, turned me around and said, I knew it was you. I knew it was you. I said, it's me. <laughs> they said, you don't understand. I am deathly ill. And God told me to get up and go to the mall and follow the light. And when you get to the light, you'll be healed. He said, or she said, I walked in that mall and I stood there and I saw this light go over here and the light go over here and the light go over there and the light go over there. And I took off running. And by the time I got up to you, I knew it was you. Lay your hands on me and God will heal me. Praise God. I did. God did. And she was healed. Hallelujah. It was the glory. It was the glory. Hallelujah. And the Bible says it will be seen upon you. But here's another way. It's not only the power of God. It's not only manifestations of, of, of his uh, amazing ability. But the first time the Bible uses the word glory, it was not referring to the power of God wasn't referring to smoke, lightning, thunder, and all the other things that are attributed to manifestations of the glory. It was attributed to a man's wealth, earthly possessions. Check it out. I'm not going to tell you where to find it. Check it out. It's in the book of Genesis, but you look for it yourself. The first time the word glory is ever used in the Bible, it was referring to a man's wealth. And what did it say? the glory will be seen upon you. I asked the Lord, I said, how will sinners know it's the glory when half the church don't know what the glory is? You ask most Christians, uh, what's the glory? Well, and you'd be surprised at the answers you'd get. So if the church world doesn't understand the glory, how would a sinner know it's the glory? Because it's not always in the form of manifested power. Sometimes it's in the form of prosperity. The glory of the Lord will be seen upon thee. And if you keep reading, it talks about the wealth being transferred into the hands of the righteous. Can you say amen? And folks, God is accelerating things. There is a unstoppable momentum that is taking place right now. Hallelujah. I think you ought to lift your hands and say, Lord, include me. Say it again, Lord, include me. And then give him praise in advance. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I like to say it this way. God has got us covered. 
When God is at work, then nothing can stop him. When he says that it's time for divine acceleration and unstoppable momentum, then you get ready for it. Look for it, watch for it, and expect it. This doesn't mean that we won't have to use our faith any longer, and it doesn't mean that we're not going to have to stand any longer. What it does mean is he's going to accelerate. He's going to cause the process to speed up. Hallelujah. Amen. God is going to remove hindrances and obstacles that have been preventing you from possessing what you've been believing for for a long time. I'm going to say it again. God is going to remove hindrances and obstacles that have prevented you from possessing what you've been believing for for a long time. Amen. Amen. Things are going to speed up. Things are going to start happening rapidly. In fact, a new word is going to become your favorite word. Suddenly. 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 Come on, shout it with me. Suddenly. Amen. Amos chapter 9, verse 13. Behold, the days come saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him that soweth seed. That's a time of acceleration. Now the message translation reads this way. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. Everywhere you look, blessings, blessings, blessings. Everywhere you look, blessings, blessings, blessings. Hallelujah. Everywhere you look, blessings, blessings, blessings. Is anybody expecting it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody shout, I receive it. I receive it. Amen. This is where we're headed. The unstoppable momentum has already begun. You're being positioned right now by God for divine acceleration. When you're in the season of divine acceleration, you will experience more and more suddenlies in your life than you've ever experienced before. A supernatural surge, a supernatural moving forward. Expect this, talk about it, and continually praise God in advance for it. And I think you ought to start right now. Amen. Expect it. Talk about it. Expect it. Talk about it. Expect it. Talk about it and praise God in advance continually. Amen. A scripture that has become one of my favorites. Job chapter five and verse nine. The King James says, speaking of God, which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. But the message translation says it this way. After all, He's famous for great and unexpected acts and there's no end 
to his surprises. There's no end to his surprises. My God is the God who surprises. Now, I'm never surprised that God blesses me. I'm never surprised at how God meets my needs. But I'm always surprised at how he goes about doing it. And I'm always surprised at who he uses to make it happen. But I get up every day expecting surprises. I said, Lord, if you want to surprise me, I'm a candidate. Surprise me. Amen. And you ask my wife, he surprises me all the time. My wife said one time, she said, my husband just thinks it and God does it. He's always surprising me. And I hear him say it. When something happens, I say, Lord, I didn't even believe you for this. I didn't even ask you for this. And I hear him say, surprise. <laughs> surprise. Richard Roberts and Lindsay and Carolyn and I were, were out having lunch one day. And Carolyn and Lindsay were up front and Richard and I were sitting in the back and we're all carrying on a different conversation. And I'm listening to something Richard said and all of a sudden I notice I get a, uh, something on my phone indicating a message. And I said, excuse me, Richard. And I looked out at my phone and it said, Brother Jerry, I heard you talk about the 65 GTO you had when you and Carolyn first married and how you sold it when you went into the military so Carolyn would have money to live on while you were gone. I have just restored a 65 GTO and it is a rare model. And I just want to know if you'd like to have it. I showed it to Richard. I said, look at this. And then I heard the Lord say, surprise. <laughs> oh, and I called him real quick. He said, can I deliver it? I said, yes, help yourself. Hallelujah. He delivered it and it was so unique. It was one of the rare 65 GTOs that was painted tiger gold. They didn't make many of them in 65 like that. Three, a four speed, three deuces. <clears throat> you ought to have seen when I took Jesse to plan his riding in it. He screamed like a girl. <laughs> I said, hold on, Jesse. This thing will burn rubber in three gears and we're going to try for four. Hallelujah. When, when they made them, and my dad worked for Pontiac at that time. And when they made them, he called me and said, come up to the shop or to the dealership and look at this. And they had a, they had a, a Tiger Gold Model 65 GTO. Now, the one that I had was a 65 GTO, but it wasn't a Tiger Gold model. And dad said, come and look at this. And it was beautiful. And he said, raise the trunk. I raised the trunk up. And, and Pontiac put a tiger in the trunk. Every Tiger Gold GTO 65 had a tiger in the trunk to commemorate the Tiger Gold. I opened the trunk to this one, and there that tiger was. I heard God say, surprise. <laughs> Somebody said, well, nothing like that ever happens to me. Well, that ugly attitude, I don't doubt it. Do you get up every morning expecting surprises? I do. 
Not only that, but do you have a habit of surprising other people? That's the real key. That's the real key. And that's what Carol and I love to do. We live to do that, surprise people. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Amen. We're always surprising people. And it's not a surprise that we get surprised by God. Amen. I'm just telling you some examples. But I'm, I'm telling you, Carolyn can verify it. I'm glad she's here with me. God surprises me all the time. Hallelujah. All the time. And he wants to do the same for you. Lift your hands and say, I receive it, Lord. Hallelujah. Go ahead and praise him right now. He's famous for unexpected acts, and there's no end to his surprises. Amen. He's always working behind the scenes. He's always arranging and, if necessary, rearranging things so that he can bless you in some way. How can you overcome the storms and challenges of life? How can you be victorious against Satan's attacks? Today's special offer, the Open Hand of God special package, contains Jerry Savelle's brand new four-part audio series, Open Hand of God, along with his revealing book, Show Me Your Glory. In this special package, Jerry teaches how to have unshakable faith, how to know God's will, how God's glory brings miracles, and how to overcome any adversity. Learn how God will open His hand and freely give to those who refuse to be shaken in the midst of chaos and disorder. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Open Hand of God special package. Discover how God will satisfy you with everything you need. Regardless of the hardships and troubles around you, God's open hand will cause you to win. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I pray that the lesson has been so beneficial to you, inspiring to you, and I trust, praise God, that you will position yourself to experience this prophetic word this year. God wants to open his hand, and he wants you to experience unusual, extraordinary, and supernatural provision. It can happen to you. It's happened to me. It's happened to other people who've heard me preach this. And praise God, it can happen to you. Why? Because God is no respecter of persons. Now, if you want to continue studying this message, it is available to you on four CDs talking about the hand of God representing provision. Every time you see the phrase hand of God in the Bible, most of the time it's talking about provision. But this is what God wants to do for you. This year, unusual, extraordinary, and supernatural provision, four CDs. Then right along with it, a book that I wrote a couple of years ago entitled, Show Me Your Glory. When you talk about the glory of God, it is the manifestation of the goodness of God, the presence of God, and the power of God. This goes right along with the series on the hand of God. So this is our resource package that you can order today. And I wanna to encourage you to do it while it's fresh on your mind. The resource package, once again, the hand of God. So all the information for ordering is on the screen or you can contact us at jerrysavelle.org and please do it right away while it's fresh on your mind because I know these messages will continue to inspire you. 
I want to thank you for watching today. I want to thank all of my partners for believing in us and helping make this all possible. You're a vital part of this ministry. You help us reach the world with a message of faith. Thank you. God bless you. And I'll see you again soon.